Hey everyone, it's Ashley. And it's Mark. Welcome to Conversations in Courage. Each week we will talk about a range of topics, from race, to our school systems, to the state of our nation, to fear, and of course, to courage. Everything that lights us up and pisses us off. Absolutely. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to our home. We are so excited to get started. You know, you may hear the dishwasher running or the cats meowing, but we wouldn't have it any other way. Let's get going. I don't even know what to say because I'm just over the MFN moon. Oh my God. About Saturday. Oh my God. I was falling the fuck apart last week. (laughs) Falling apart. (laughs) Losing all of my mental faculties. All of it. All of it. Yes. It was like, you know, five days of watching, you know, a Super Bowl being played out to the last seconds. You know what? Last week you like kind of roasted me for my car (laughs) Uh, metaphor. And so, like, this week I'm saying, like, your Super Bowl metaphor is stupid. Because it's more like if you're watching, like, five-year-olds play soccer and the game keeps going into overtime. For me, like, that's the kind of painful... That is No offense to anyone and their children. That is fair. But... (laughs) It's like, when is it going to end? my God. All right, so we want to talk about this this week. Um, there is so much to cover. I still don't want this episode to be long. Last season, we did that over and over again and then ended up speaking for an hour each time. So we're not doing that. But um, I'm going to lead with this. I mean, I said last week I was a wreck and, and for several reasons, right? Because when we talk about intersection of identity, um, me being black and female... And I lead with black on purpose because I do feel that skin color sort of leads, right? We know that white females are have another level of privilege, right? They might still be female, but because their skin is white, right? They enjoy privileges that I don't. And so for a woman of color, a black woman in this country, last week was terrifying. Seeing the numbers were terrifying. Knowing that more white women voted for him this time around was terrifying. Knowing that one in three people from Massachusetts, liberal Massachusetts, voted for this man is terrifying because that means that people possibly in my circle, people who have taken my classes, people who I might have gotten a drink with or coffee with or someone who's cried their heart out to me after a fucking class. That means like those people care more about whatever than they do my life, my existence, equality for people who look like me. And so I I found myself last week um, sort of, I don't know, and you can attest to this because you were watching it, I did a deep dive into self-care. Like, I was not doing anything that did not help me either find joy, find peace, find level-headedness, right? Like, I was calling on everything that I have learned 
um, in my life, right? From mindfulness to meditation, to yoga, to reading, to writing, to going outside, to walking the dog, to, right, eating good food, like to uh, all of it. We went shopping, like we did everything. Absolutely. To cope with that fucking madness. Absolutely. And, you know, look, you know, having half of the country, um, you know, split across blue and red is not new for us. I right. Mean, pretty right. much every presidential election you see that, which I think is a, on the good side, if you wanted to look at it, it's a sign of, you know, how democracy can work. I'll underscore can. <laughs> um, but the thing that just, like, created more anger in a political cycle than any time in my life was to watch the numbers that you talked about, right? To be to be aghast at, at you know, white women who voted for Trump, to watch the the group, the the marginalized communities at some ah. level who voted for Trump. I mean, clearly, right, more black Americans voted for Biden and, and came out in mass right. to actually tip the scales of this election. But the fact that any, I any, know. I know. right, I, like the anger it was so disappointing. that I felt... But I do believe that part of it goes back to how you led into this. This was an election based on fear more than anything else. And scarcity. Right? And scarcity, right? The issue at hand was one of fear and, and protecting whatever it is we perceive as right for us versus what's right for the whole. Yes. That's what this election was about. Yes, truly. And... I want to I want to just stick in there quickly that you know going back to men of color voting for dickhead um, you know I I sort of I don't waver on this waver is the wrong word but you know when I was reading um, <clears throat> why we can't wait over the summer um, and I believe that that was that was the book that I actually got this from, right? But like this idea that basically all people of color are not the same, right? And so while while I'm sitting here like, how could you, right? When when people like myself and so many others, right, are fighting for the betterment of all, the greater good, how could you go against that, right? Like, how, like people who look like you didn't even have the right to vote at one point. And and then on the other side, right? Not all black people are the same. Not all people of color are the same. We don't all come from the same backgrounds. We don't all care about the same issues, right? So there is this idea of, you know, it's my work, Ashley work, to also recognize that our skin color may connect us but that may be the end of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and and that's a hard pill for me to swallow. Um, but going forward, right? That's I have to I have to just swallow it. Yeah, I mean, I, but you know, I I think what's interesting there is you know clearly um, you know there's always going to be people with more conservative versus liberal views. Yes. You know. Yes. Black, white, male, female. It doesn't matter. But to me, there has to be a tipping point, which is I get voting for like a party to mm-hmm. kind of support those views and propagate those views forward. But 
when the vote for the party actually has evidence to create a more divisive nation? I mean, where is the tipping point where you're like, I will continue to push for a strong economy. I will continue to even potentially, you know, promote capitalism as an individual, but it can't be this way, right? It has to at some point be be less about the what and more about the how. Yes. Right? Yes. I. What was most surprising for you last week? Yeah, honestly, the, the, the thing that was most surprising is to see the groups that I was sure, <laughs> I was sure was going to flip from, from four years ago and to, and to not see those groups show up. However, I think as you unpack that a little bit more and go back to the fear piece and also kind of dive into, I think, as a, as a nation, I'll use this kind of word that collectively, I think we've been become much more lazy, mm-hmm. is, you know, when you, when you really look at the why people voted the way that they did, especially if they voted for Trump, right. it's because of the, the rhetoric and the fear around Oh my God, defunding the police. We need a police. But it, not, no issue is ever that simple. And as a, as a community, <laughs> right. I think we've lost the ability for critical thought. So as I unpack all of it, I think that was the most surprising thing, that, that we, we so easily become polarized and default to you know, confirmation bias, right. aligned to our parties, versus actually looking at the fucking issues. I also just want to point out, and this is me being an asshole, but kind of not, um, if we talk about asset-based thinking versus deficit-based thinking, all I did was ask you what was most surprising, and you immediately went to the negative. I just, I just, right, because there were positive, surprising things about last week. I will give you, I'll give you the positive surprise. So, but but I don't. You have to name Stacey Abrams. One. But like to me, that wasn't a surprise. It wasn't a surprise, but I guess like, I guess in a way, um, you're right. Surprise wasn't the right word. It was, it was uplifting. Oh my God. And it was, it was joyful. And you're right. It wasn't surprising that a black woman would save the world because clearly we can't rely on the white people. <laughs> they're like, they're all about the fucking death and destruction. But, but so I'll, I'll take it one step further. So yes. Right? Positive things. What Stacey Abrams and black women were able to activate was inspiring. The fact that more voters turned out than ever yes. in history. That was that was surprising. It was yes, that was Right, it a, was amazing. because because we you kind of never know how galvanized people are going to be, right? Yes. And I think that in that way, um, you know, COVID really, COVID and racial injustice really helped get this 100%. dickhead. I'm just going to keep using the word dickhead. <clears throat> that is of, his name. <laughs> I mean, it both starts with a D. Right. So I think I'm actually, um, you know, I think those things did help galvanize people and did get people out to the polls. Uh, 100%. And I, the last, the last most positive thing that I see, which gives me, quite frankly, like the most optimism of where we're going is if you look at the voters between 18 and 29, the overwhelming majority of them 
voted for Biden. Yeah. If that doesn't tell us about like shifts like where we're and going. where we're going, yes. that yes. makes me I got chills. happy. Yes. Same. Same. <laughs> I know. So, you know, there's a couple of things because it's kind of like, also, you know, fuck 50 Cent, fuck Lil Wayne, Ice Cube. Like, you know what? Like, but no, so how? how <laughs> I just want how, to slide that in there. Right, but how, but why how do we amazing. listen to celebrities anyway? Like, why are people being swayed by celebrities? Like, their shit stinks the same way your does. They, they just make more money than you, right? Like, they're not smarter than you. They don't have, like, stop. <laughs> stop looking to celebrities to make your decisions. All right, I'm done. Go ahead. No. <clears throat> people, yeah. <laughs> People are always looking for heroes. That's the issue. The problem is... Be your own goddamn hero. Bingo. Okay? I'm my own hero. Bingo. I'm not looking to Beyonce to learn how to wipe my ass. No. You're, you're my hero, too. So Baby, you're my hero. That's amazing. <laughs> but, like, the, the fascinating thing to me is if you listen to <laughs> the why behind 50 Cent or Lil Wayne, it's, it's a scarcity mindset. It's it is a scarcity mindset. It's protecting the millions and millions of dollars that they make. Right. right. Versus if you look at other celebrities who may not even make as much of them and they're out like stumping for change. Let's talk about Viola Davis, oh man. My God. She's oh my just God. like, she, okay, maybe if, if we did have a hero, like if I could name a hero, right, besides myself, Viola Davis would be my hero because we've heard her talk about, um, Ways that she's just been passed over her entire career um, by white women, right? Who arguably do not have the talent and depth that she has. And especially coming from a childhood filled with adversity, right? There is something that, you know, not that I would wish struggle on any on anyone in, in any way, but when you do go through things, right, and you overcome them, there is a level of depth that cannot be touched by someone who has grown up in privilege, yes. right? And so, like, the fact that we already know that about her career, and then she's willing to continuously put it on the line, right? And this is, ah, this is what makes me so mad about quote-unquote influencers on the internet because... You look at someone like Viola who's saying, like, fuck it. You know what I mean? If Hollywood blackballs me, fuck it. I'm doing the right thing. And then you have these asshole instructors. It's like, you teach spin 10 times a week. Stop. Right? And, like, you can't say anything, quote, unquote, political. You're an asshole. Right? Like, you're part of the problem. Uh, yeah, the other part of the problem is, like, and I get it, right? In in some climates, it is something that I am have so anti spin. Soul cycle ruined. I didn't pick up on ruined. that at all. I mean, Soul Cycle gave me like you and Beth and Evie and fucking like Jen Hanley and Sid. Like they're like Kim Jones, fucking like Betsy, everybody that I love. Not everybody, but most of the people that I love come from Soul Cycle. But like I just that sour taste in my mouth. So sorry, y'all. I'm just keeping it real. Like it's not just about spin instructors. It can be any, it can be any kind of influencer on the internet, and you still piss me off. I just happen to always default to spin. Uh, yeah. Thank uh, you. Okay. I, I, I've said my piece. Sorry for interrupting. No, you. No, there was no interruption. That was just it was a beautiful thing. I like interrupting because like black women don't normally get the chance. 
But I'm speaking. Mark. And I love listening to you speak, baby. <laughs> I know you do, you psycho. Okay. No, what I was just about to add is, um, you know, the message that says, you know, I don't talk politics, but then you might as well just say then you don't talk about life. Right. right? Because you can't, especially now, you cannot separate exactly. the two. But also, if you can't talk about politics, I hope... That you are not appropriating black culture in any, you better not be teaching a hip hop themed motherfucking nothing, okay? Like, take off the gold chains, take off the fucking nails, right? Fucking take the braids out of your hair. Like, you don't want to talk politics, then fucking figure out white culture. I don't even know what that would be. Right. But like, don't steal other people's shit. That is white culture. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh my god, this is this is why people keep on following me <laughs> because I'm about to cry. It's so funny, but this is why. But you know what? It is what it is. Instagram is it? It's like barely real. Okay, so listen, people. Here's what I want you to do. <laughs> Stop laughing. Sorry. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to pay attention, right? If we've learned nothing, it's that every election matters. Every election, from the smallest to the biggest, right? Who, who is, is running our towns, our cities, our courts? Like, all of this matters. Even when we went to go vote, um, there were a couple of ballots that were completely uncontested. It's crazy. One name on the ballot, and I was like, oh shit, this isn't... I don't think this is good, because... No one challenge it. Like, what does that mean for this town? What does that mean for the people? And then that, you know, inspired me to be like, you know, maybe we should start attending meetings. Maybe we should look at the school board. Maybe we should like, why is there only one name on here? Right? So we always talk about curiosity. And I think that that is what drives change, right? Well, like, what does the other side think? Or what do I think? What do, right? You keep asking questions and keep voting, right? We have to stay informed. I think that's number one. And I think number two is we cannot expect perfection. No human is perfect. You are not perfect. I am not perfect. No candidate is perfect. No one's going to cover every issue in the way that we want it to be. It sucks, and I'm sorry, but this is reality, right? Your parents are not perfect. Your grandparents are not perfect. The person who does your nails will mess them up from time to time, right? You have to be realistic about your expectations because we're all human, right? Focus on the big issues and focus on the person's record, right? Like, what have they done? And then what are they saying during election time, a.k.a. Lindsey Graham, another oh, dickhead, um, right? Like, what do they say to get reelected? And then what do they actually do while they're in office? That's what we look at, right? And that's how we vote, not their level of perfectionism. You know, so you just mentioned, right, pay attention to the issues. Um, the other thing that I think is really important here is... Once you understand the issues and understand the candidates' views on the issues, sometimes that may mean you're going to vote for a different party. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and I think that's the other thing. I mean, obviously, for most of my life, I have voted blue, right. but not always. Right. Right? And I think... <laughs> I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't been able to vote that long. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I've always voted blue, but okay, oh, good. <laughs> and the two election cycles that you voted. You know what? And you you robbed the cradle, didn't you? Okay. All right. So let's go so. back to the issues. <laughs> go. Um, but I, I think that's also part of it, right? You're we, right. We become so extreme in our viewpoints. If you look at why, you know, the Democrats didn't win more seats. Right. Part of it was because we became so extreme also, in some cases in the rhetoric, that we frightened the shit out of the moderates. (laughs) Yeah. And I think we've just got to learn something from this, which is, yes, there are different parties, but we're all individuals. And there are massive issues at play. Yes. And you can be conservative and also be benevolent. Right. It actually happens. (laughs) Sometimes. Yes. Anyway. Um, There's no anyway. Um, I also think... You know, to your point, thinking about the greater good, yes. right? Over thinking about red or blue. We even talked about this when when it was a possibility. Like everyone was like, "Is Mitt Romney going to run?" Right? Like, right. We, we talked about that. Is like, we'll vote for him. You know what I mean? If it's not like the Democrats weren't putting up anyone, and it became like, you know, some bullshit or Trump or Romney. Right. We were gonna we we're gonna do it. Yeah. You do you. Have to fight for the greater good. It's not just about me or you. It's about every person that doesn't have access to, oh my God, clean water. Jesus Christ. The fact that I'm saying that in America in 2020. The fact that people don't have access to clean water. The fact that people don't have access to good housing, schools, uh, jobs. Like, you, I can't possibly, in good conscience, only think about you and I. Right. And our families. I'm thinking about everyone, right? Because the rising tide lifts all ships. And yes. that is, that is to me, the crux of being a human and being empathetic and, and compassionate, right? We want to pull everyone along. It doesn't mean that something's being taken away from you, right? I totally agree. And, you know, there's just, there's just so, there's so many things that, you know, I think last week not just last week, this whole kind of election cycle showed us um, this This is definitely a call to action, I think, for all of us, right? There's a there's a crisis of trust yes. amongst um, people yes. in our country that mm-hmm. has to be reckoned with at some level, right? The fact that, the fact that an issue like, you know, the, the um, 1619 project, right? The, the oh, kind Christ. of... You know, let's educate our kids on the reality of our history. Right. The fact that that became a a flare point for this election as well, where like orders got got uh, you know created by this administration to say we're not going to fund that. Right. right. It basically there was a quote that said, you know, this runs counter to the fundamental beliefs. That our nation has stood for. I mean, think the, about the that. beliefs of what? Right, I mean, right. So, but that, those are the things where, man, if you just let go of the rhetoric, let go of this extremism, and look at the issues. How can educating our youth on the real way that this nation was formed? Because you know what, everything exists in duality. Everything we are, all right, like. Light and dark, good and bad. We do, we do bad things. We do good things, and this country is no different, right? Um, 
we have had a absolutely disgusting past and we have also innovated and and like moved the rest of the world forward in different ways like both can be true but you need to know both exactly right so so that there's so much right that i think people we all need to take away from that if you think about like you know you live when you think about like how people deal with their parents right right they obviously derive values from the parents, but also at the same time, there are things that their parents did that like might not have been quote unquote good. Right. But you can still look at both of those and still right. love your parents. And you still love your parents. Right? Exactly. For what they are. Exactly. But you're going to take the good stuff and you're not going to take the bad right. stuff. Right. But you know what the bad stuff is. It's not like, you know, you're putting blinders on. It just doesn't make any sense. So why do we put blinders on if we're talking about George Washington or we're talking about other people in history? Because, because in order for oppression to survive, right, you have to... You have to find ways to justify it, to to put it under the bed, right? Like, otherwise, otherwise we would have moved forward, right? And the crux of the issue and why so many people voted for Donald Trump, I mean dickhead, um, is that people want oppression and subjugation to continue, period, end of motherfucking story, right? Like, there are enough people in this country who are deathly afraid of diversity and inclusion because they think that it means something negative for their lives. Dear God, guess who's coming to dinner? Like, it is not good for people. And I think that that is part of, for me, what... um, how I lose trust and how I lose faith and how I lose hope because there are literally people who don't think that I should be alive and well and thriving and able to vote and able to have a fucking abortion if I want one. Like, what? Yep. I don't know. Do you have anything else to say? I'm hungry. It's, yeah, it's eating, time to eat breakfast. E- eating, eating would definitely be <gasps> eating would definitely be good. No, I don't think I have anything else to say. You know, this uh, this conversation, like we're gonna, we're probably gonna be talking about this next week because there's so much that we have not said, and it's already been 25 minutes. So, listen, people, have a great day, have a great week, but at the same time, this is not the time to rest. This is the awakening, right? This is the reckoning. This is the time to start. Last week was not, um, last week was just the catalyst for today, right? Like now we go, now we pay attention. Now we hold people accountable. (sighs) There is. And unfollow the assholes who like aren't doing anything. Just those damn spin instructors. LOL, just kidding. Um, (laughs) I had to, I mean, we have to end like, right? Even Dave Chappelle makes you laugh. Yes, he definitely does. Um, Anything else? Is that it? No, I was just, I was just going to say, look, um, (laughs) Saturday was, uh, was a vote for optimism and, uh, and now it's a matter of carrying through on that. So thank you, lovey. You're welcome, lovey. Have a great week, y'all. Bye.